This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight.
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already. Goodness. Um, let's go to Cliff Webb. 605 here in the Bayou City. Cliff, good morning. What's up? Oh, uh, good morning, Mickey. Enjoying a little time off, man. <laughs> Sitting around trying to figure out how to jack up this old body and put a new one under it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get any better. <laughs> it's not going to get any better, is it? <laughs> no. Just got to roll with it, bud. Yeah, I got to yeah. roll with it. Dang it, man. Yeah. I hope you, have you need to join Team Ibuprofen. <laughs> I already have. I mean, we're Team Advil for surfing all the time, but that stuff's too weak now. You know, I'm going to have it. God almighty. It was a beat down this week and a big girl beat down. We yeah, smoked I, I, I'll enjoy those pictures you sent me. Pretty sweet. I quit sending them. It was just stupid. I just quit sending them to you. I was tired, I think you're tired of seeing them, man. Pretty <laughs> sweet. Know. Yeah, we had some incredible fishing all this week. It's just every day has just been unbelievable. You know, I had these uh, Robin, the guy that owns Bass Fast, and uh, I guess last year his good friend Rick and these guys from Florida came down. They drove all the way from Florida to fish me last year. And uh, even though we caught the weather like 40 miles an hour, dirty water, we still did pretty daggum good last year for the weather conditions. I think we may have caught one seven and a half, but we did catch a lot of nice fish. Right. But, uh, this year when I came down, boy, Monday they hit the weather just absolutely right after this front. And uh, we stepped out Monday. Water was 47 to 48 degrees. And uh, these fish had piled up on the shoreline. And uh, it was just unbelievable the amount of big fish we caught. Um, I think it was 87 trout. And I probably I would say that 50 of them was over 5 pounds. Wow. Uh, we had uh, the best day was 3 over 7. But the numbers of fish and the numbers of fish we missed, we probably missed another 70 that, uh, you know, they were eating so much mullet stuff. A lot of them were full and they, they become non-aggressive in the middle of the day. And we were, they were you know, pulling them off and just pushing the baits around. You know how they do, they'll, they'll stick them in the nose and, and stuff like that. But, man, uh, it, was, it, was, it was just like the old days. The only thing that's missing is more top end. So my top end is kind of in and out about seven pounds. Now, we'll catch up, like, you know, Two weeks ago, we caught an eight-pounder, but, you know, it's like I was talking to Jay down in Mansfield. His is pretty much the same way. The four to six-pounders are unbelievable. But one more year, it's going to take another step, and then we're almost going to be back to where prime time. We're almost going to be back to those seven, eight, nine, ten. And so if we can just slip, slip by another year, it's going to be something else. Not that it isn't great now, but I'm looking forward to the future even being better just with time. If we just don't get another freeze or something major down here, we just dodge the bullet on that weather. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how, uh, you know, right after these real cold, bitter events, how these fish crawl up on the bank, you know, they go shallow. It's just amazing how they do that. A lot of people think, man, I'm going deep, but, uh, you know, you're more, you're better quality fish, you know, especially mm-hmm. over a soft mud bottom or something like that, that water's just a little bit warmer there, and they, they react to it. They find it. Yeah, so it's funny you said that because I pulled right up on the shore, and one of the guys, Logan, he's a game warden he brought down from Florida. He's just a super good guy. And uh, he caught he caught three of the sevens, and those fish were less than knee-deep water. He stayed up shallow, and he may not have got as many bites as the guys I love deeper, but, boy, he did catch the, the, the three big ones. I guess the biggest one was caught by Rick, and he caught one. It was probably uh, mid, mid, uh, seven, seven, half. We didn't actually weigh it. it was, we were so busy. You know, right. we're all carrying boga grips, and you know when you've got four people in front of you, three of them's hooked up, and you're arguing over the boga grip, fishing's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, oh, don't weigh him. He's only six. Just let him go, you know. So 
It was nuts. But they killed no fish. They didn't keep a fish, didn't kill a fish, didn't want to. No, they, they just don't do that. No, they're, just they're like the pretty true sportsmen there, trout fishermen. Yeah. yeah. Trout purist. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's kind of the way it is when you get into big fish like that. Or, you know? What is it? Who was it you used to tell me? Y'all are trout snobs. Yeah, called us trout yeah. snobs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a trout snob. It's terrible, but yeah, you, know, you and are. It's You're a sick, sick individual, buddy. You, individual. you love, love chasing them trout. There ain't nothing better, man. And I do, you know. And it's so funny because a bunch of big old bottom feeders, I mean some big ones, you know, and they're excited about those redfish. I'd make them leave. I'd say, just walk through these things. <laughs> stomp them out. Stomp through them. Stomp them out. But it, it was, this, is, this is how it works, too, in this, in this, when they're eating on mullets. So you find, you locate the right bait. You locate the right size bait. Now it's locating the right predator. So all these fish are chasing mullets, uh, two-pounder, three-pounders, you know, five-pounders, ten-pounders, all chasing these mullets. Well, if you walk down the shoreline and you're stepping into two to three-pounders, you need to keep walking yeah. because those fish are in a bunch away from those bigger fish are staying away from them. They've got their bait. They push them. Let's stay away from the, the 18. Let's just get over here by ourselves and eat these mullets. We won't right. have to compete with the seven-pounders. If you, if you stop, you'll catch them until your arm fall off, but you really won't catch very many big ones. But if you'll keep moving, and then once you stick two or three fives or sixes in a row, if you'll hold up there, that's where your bigger fish are, and that's what these guys are smart enough to do. I'd put them out in a line, and I'd get them behind them, and I'd watch them, and then a little, a little, and they keep moving off, and boom, six, seven-pounder, we'd hold up, everybody would catch them. You know, and then we'd push this school out. They'd either move out deep, or, or we'd catch them, or they'd pull out or something, or we'd hurt them. And then we'd move another two or 300 yards, and boom, we hit another school. And the same thing with the redfish. When you hit the redfish, you got to move. I'll tear up everything you got. <laughs> you know? Right. But, uh, it was funny because we're catching them on everything. Uh, I guess Jeff was even catching them on a, a, a Meridine, a hard body Meridine, a sinker. Uh-huh. He, uh, they went over to Roy's. I think they spent like $3,000 at Roy's on their afternoon off. I said, look, man, you guys need to stay in the water because you go to Roy's, you're going to spend more than you're spending with me. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> 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 they got to get new waders and stuff and all that, but. He came out with this uh, Meridine. It was uh, green with a chartreuse head. And, Ooh. man, for, there for a little while, they were eating that thing up. You know, it was crazy. But we caught almost everything on suspension bait, soft plastics. I think the biggest fish was, was caught on the Laguna shrimp. And then uh, I caught a really good one on a Little John. Uh, I had one probably about seven on a Little John. But, uh, man, these guys had a, a heck of a time down here. Just three days of epic fishing, you know, just about as good as it gets, Mickey. Well, that's good to hear, man. I'm glad you guys. You are saw that around. big fish they caught down here, right? You saw that big one they caught, right? That nine and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't I send you a picture of that? Yes, you did. Thank you. I think it was Mansfield. I'm not sure we caught that. It was Mansfield or here, but it's it's definitely down south. It here, doesn't matter. It's a giant fish. <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? What was it? Thirty-one what? inches or something? It was a big thirty-two one. or thirty-two. 32. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. What a bit different from an eight pounder and a nine and a half pounder, you know? What yeah, I think Jim Lavelle uh, sh- shared that on Facebook. Picture of that guy with that fish. Congratulations! Yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, but uh, pretty what amazing. You know, we uh, yeah, we had some some weather issues too. You talk about cold, and I was fishing sick on Tuesday. I kind of got a little head cold and all that stuff, so I was trying to fish sick on Tuesday and that all that weather. But the one that was a killer was Wednesday. So, you know, we just all fired up about the last two days monday tuesday was just incredible you know we're probably get close to 200 big fish for the we're trying to break three you know 200 fish for the the three days we're getting close to it so wednesday we wake up it's just blanketed fog you just can't see nothing oh boy we don't 
we don't get out till 9.30, Mickey, and I'm, I'm trying to run a track. I'm going through the flats, you know, and all of a sudden the fog comes in just blankets. You know, I mean, it's just oh, unbelievable. Man. You know, and I'm already committed. I'm already halfway there. There's no way turning around or nothing, you know, just trying to get to my destination. And finally, I run a track, and I pull up on a shoreline, 20 feet from the shoreline. You still can't see it. <laughs> I look at my depth finder, 1.6. There's no land. <laughs> it's got to be here. And all of a sudden, it appears. I'm on the bank. It's that foggy. You know, it's just like, oh, my God. And so I power fall <laughs> down. It's, it's real quiet. We're kind of sitting there. And I hear a little mullet flip, and I hear a slurp. I said, okay, <laughs> we're going to fish here. Yeah, yeah I think just, so. Yeah. The flip and just, boom, she just gets smoked. That, I go, good oh, old, that good old sucking sound, man. That's, oh, uh, man. If you yeah, hear that, yeah. you, you never, never forget it. And especially and if you thing see I love it and do, hear it. Yeah, another thing I know you love seeing is, like, when you got the trolling motor down, you're going up the shore real slow, and you're looking in the front of the boat, you see little puffs of smoke in the water, like little puffs of dust with those big fish are moving out in front of you. And I saw a couple of puffs in there. I said, okay, they're here, boys. And uh, and we stepped out, but we weren't on the – at that first run, we were not on the big ones. It was just like three-pounders, you know, two to three-pounders. Right. But it's so foggy, and you hear boats moving around you, you're afraid to go anywhere. You're afraid to pick up and move, you know, because, man, these boats are running all around. You just don't want to pull out there in somebody's path. Right. So uh, we just sat there sort of – pouring down rain until the rain kind of moved the fog out <laughs> it was a miserable day Wednesday <laughs> but uh, we got it done I think it was our least least big fish day but we caught numbers but not as many big fish as we did on uh, Monday Tuesday right well them biggins don't eat every day at least you uh, yeah. had two days of it let me oh, knock this God. break out Cliff I'll come right back right, buddy. Mickey. hang with me well I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville meat market they're easy to find. They're located in downtown Belleville. That's a short drive from Seeley off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. And their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And if you're looking for quality grade-A cuts of beef, pork, and chicken, you can't beat the Belleville. And check out every week they double feature their uh, pecan smoked sausage. You can try free samples. They're always available there in the store. Try it out before you buy it. With a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue, they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they're wild game processing. They're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs this year, homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. Hey, man, the man is on a roll of news today. He's yeah, we're we're rocking out on Saturday. We'll Rock be country today, tomorrow. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll slow her down on, on a oh. hungover Sunday. We'll do a little country oh, tomorrow. Oh, good stuff, man. I've, I've been trying to sleep for two days. I haven't been able to, but anyway. <laughs> I haven't either. What is this? It's these three full moons in a row or something. I didn't even go to bed last night. I'm I'm winging this with no sleep this morning. Yeah, I did. I did the whole fish trip with no sleep. I was I hurt so bad. Every joint in my body hurts, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was a pain thing. But it was, it's a fishing pain. It's all good. But I just I lick my wounds and go, man. I 
my arm hurts from reeling so many big fish, so shut up, you know. <laughs> my wife told me one time, I can't believe you're not sleeping. You fished till 5 o'clock today. You fished yeah, all day long. You, you know, usually if you work hard, you sleep. But, man, yeah, the fish I were mean, biting. That's back in the big trout days, man. When you, oh. you could, There were so many big ones there where you couldn't sleep at night thinking about it. Hey, I'll, be, I'll be sitting there, yeah. And I know you've done this, too. You're sitting in the chair just by the knot off, and you're thinking about those fish. All of a sudden, your arm jerks like you're setting the hook. I, can't, I, can't, I have you know? set the hook in my sleep. I hadn't. I can't believe I hadn't broke my wife's nose before. I've done that. I've woke myself up setting the hook. Isn't that stupid? We are we're messed up, man. And I'm sitting there going, okay, Cliff, You know, go back to the boat, dude. You caught enough fish. These guys are in them. They're hosing them. Just go back and sit. you got to fish the next couple of days. Oh my God, I'm a big fish. I need to get out there. You know, so, but hey, remember when I came so. down and fished with you, me and John and, and Raphael and, and, uh, we fished that final day and then I just drove on home and without any sleep or anything. And I was in bed that night. My wife, I woke my wife up. I was working my tail. Remember how <laughs> fast we were having to work those little Johns and stuff yeah. through the, through the rocks and everything to keep from hanging up. And she said, I was laying them flat on my back and I got both my hands up jigging my rod. How about that? Uh, no, I remember sitting up in bed one day and, and Kel said, what are you doing? Oh God, he pulled off. He pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> I was fighting this pig, you know, in my sleep and he pulled off and I had to woke hey, me up, you know? Hey folks, we're not, we're not uh, making this up. It really happens. Oh, it's Life bad. of a sick fisherman. Oh, hey, but I tell you one really cool thing that happened on Tuesday this week. So these guys are throwing suspension baits. We're throwing, and they were on some trout supports, the grass walkers, you know, anything with the hook. Hey, one of those big trout I saw that I saw that trout support bait with the big eyes. Yes, and without now that may have been a slick. We were throwing a trout support, and then one of the guys was throwing a slick, like a trout support. But okay. when it's real grassy like that, and they're up shallow, that's a, that's a killer weapon. Yeah, I noticed but he had it rigged weedless. Everything we threw was weedless and real slow but so i got two guys rick and one guy standing side by side i'm kind of behind them watching them taking pictures i see them both go out and don't don't pretty quick you know like a couple seconds they both boat up and i notice the fish are kind of coming together that fish took both plastics both plastics were in the same fish's mouth they reeled the same fish in i've seen it happen offshore never seen it happen inshore <laughs> i mean what's what and these baits were big I mean, they picked up two four-inch baits. You know, the you know, fish was like four pounds. It wasn't that big. We picked up two, and they reeled in. They reeled the same glutton. fish. What a pig. And the fish is fat. Like, he already ate a mullet. He just says, well, I've already ate a mullet. I'm going to go ahead and catch a couple more, you know. like Well, I, I just need a little shack, snack to top it off, you know. Uh, I may have to throw one up, but at least I can get one in, you know. That's kind of the way the trout attitude is. That's what I like about them, you know. Yeah, when they're in the bite mode, they'll uh, they'll throw up a good mullet to eat another one. Oh, I know it. It's just stupid, man. God. And then my buddy called me yesterday. I finally get a day off rest. He's just killing the big fish in bath. And he goes, "Get down here, Webb." I said, "Dude, I can't even get in my boat." So <laughs> yesterday they went off down south again. Yesterday, you know, so it was hard to stay off the water. But I got to. I just can't move. You know. <laughs> but anyway, it's a, it was a it's real hell fun to get to old. It is, Bubba. You know, it was so nice to have these guys from Florida because you're stressed out. You know, them coming, driving all this way down here. You're worried about the weather. They made the drive. Yes, sir. They drove both times. They drive all the way from Florida down here. You wow. know, four of them. They drive nonstop. And so, you know, I'm pressured. I'm I'm pretty serious about. I 
you know, it still bothers me the pressure of people coming and me not putting them on fish. It bothers me. I, I worry about it, you know. So I'm really worried I'm coming all the way from Florida. I'm not going to get a window. A window. I'm not going to find big fish. So I'm stressed. And finally, when they got here and we started getting on the fish, he finally relaxed. Then it was a matter of wearing myself out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so, but uh, that first day when it was dead calm, man, we caught some pigs. We caught so we we're trying to think. We probably caught fifty fish over five pounds. You know, that's really something. That's you that's know? incredible. You know, and that's I talked to Jay Watkins. Yes, sir, I talked to Jay too, and I said, "What's going on down there, Jay?" He says the same thing here, Cliff. We had fifty fish between four and six pounds at least. Every day, you know, down here, just incredible. Yeah, and bumping down in Jay's had a couple of eights down there, I think. You know, so, but it's the same thing. So if we can just slide by one more year without Mother Nature taking us out or something happen, I think we'll be back to almost normal. Bath and Bay, we're about seven eights are in there with those fours and fives and sixes, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, it was, it's something. I, got I haven't met a here. trout fisherman yet that drive out of fours and fives and sixes to go look for sevens and eights. No, no. I mean, no, no. not when it's well, like that. I mean, it. Uh, well, oh, and also, Mickey, but those see those bigger fish are with those fours. They're and fives with them. Now. There's just too much competition. There's so many well, of the four, so, to, four to sixes. Yes, sir. We have a slot of fish, a volume of fish that four to six is just unbelievable because we didn't kill them. We released them. We didn't kill them, you know, and we had that, that, that limit, that three really helped us get our top end back, you know, but you're you, like you, like you and Plog were talking, your problem is mother nature. Your problem yeah. is chemical building. It's not so much as your anglers, you know, how can a, how can a trot, how can a trot fisherman compete with chemicals? I mean, come on. Yeah. With I mean, that and, and loss of habitat, when you lose 20,000 acres of oyster beds in Galveston Bay, yes, I mean, that's, that's unreal, dude. Yes, sir. And here we've improved areas by opening up Packery, you know, uh, lower yeah, our y'all limits. Are, y'all are opening them up down there and we're closing them up up here. Yes, sir. And our guys are on the same page here. You don't see anybody killing fish here. I mean, it's crazy. You know, we got a couple of problems with people dropping pins on us. We've got a couple of guys and there's one I'm really having a problem with. He, you know, he's, he comes up on the guys, and he finds you, and he drops a pin and brings all his buddies in on you. And he's doing it to everybody, but he, yeah. he doesn't release all his fish. You know, he kills them. And right. so there's just some heart-to-heart talks with this guy. I hadn't been on it, but I know some of the younger guys have been having some heart-to-heart talks with this guy. Well, he just you guys are, you know, for you. whatever reason, y'all can work together down there. It's there. We're it's we're funny. divided in little wolf packs up here. Everybody has their own little niche and their groups, and they hate everybody else, and everybody else hates them. <laughs> and it, it's just so much animosity. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It's so childish. And uh, yeah, we don't have that. It's crazy. Man. Y'all don't have it, and y'all work together, and y'all started that. You know, if it's twenty or better, throw it back and look yeah. at the difference it's made. Yeah, I was really blown away by our bait fish in the last couple of years. How they they. They were throwing back their good fish. They were keeping the drum and res and a couple few small trout. They were on the same page we were. Yeah. You know, I'm going, well, man. You know, they, they all want to make the it. They thing. want to make a good living. Yeah. And uh, you nobody's can't, complaining you can't about buffalo the hunt all your life. You, there's there, you, some, yes, sir. sooner or later you got to draw the line. And nobody's crying down here about the limit. We love that three fish limit because that's what brought it's us. It's not going to hurt anything, man. I mean, it's worth that's a try up here. I mean, we're running out of options, and we yes, we sir. we got to do something. And well, you're not going to be able to fight all the big companies with all the chemicals and all the, you know, tearing up habitat. Well, you're going to have yeah, to- that and floods and everything, but uh, you know what I mean. It's it it can go a long way if we'll just all you know get on the same page and and just hey, right. I mean people will 
They'll get used to it. It's like when they uh, dropped the speed limit to 55 from 70 back in the day. Everybody got used to it. and I mean, yeah. they whined and moaned for a while, but they became accustomed to it. And then, hey, when they opened it back up to 70, hey, everybody went nuts. They loved it. <laughs> yeah. Same way with uh, oh. when they give us our trout limits back, you know, raise them back up after we recover. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that and that's, you know, we're talking to guys from Florida, Rick and those guys, you know. It's it's so different there in Florida. They close the season down on trout. They close the season down on snook, you know, because you look at the pictures in their background. It's solid houses and condos. They don't have shorelines of king. I fished king over Grant. there, and and there's. I mean, you think we got what almost two thousand guides, saltwater guides in the state of Texas. I mean, they got many uh-huh. that almost that many in one port over there because right. of the tourism, and it's That's a it's exactly right. It's a giant, uh, you know, added pressure to their to their fishery. It makes a difference, mm-hmm. and that's just a lot more people, you know. And and that's what I'm so lucky to live around all those King Ranch and Kennedy Ranch because it's just miles and miles of open shore and and no pollution pouring into there, you know. Well, y'all are basically the last frontier of the Texas coast. I mean, from yes. there to Port Isabel. I mean, seriously. You know, I just hope they never sell this ranch land. Oh my God, you know, but. Um, it is, it is, it, it really, I was so worried we lost a bunch of fish in that breeze. I wouldn't see any dead fish anywhere, but I was seeing the pictures from Port Aransas and stuff in the back lake. So, of course, that's an isolated situation. Those back lakes, they just get too cold. Well, and, and it got you know. colder up that way, too. You know, it, it, look, it, it, I was talking yeah. to Everett, and he said, uh, Port O'Connor, they got down to uh, 18 or 19. Oh, that's I didn't cold for that. there. Yeah. Bad. And those back lake fish took it on the chin. Mm-hmm. Did y'all didn't lose a whole lot, right? Y'all got no, no. I heard of a one here, one there deal from people are out. They were basically out looking for it, but it just uh, mm-hmm. we dodged a bullet. I, if we'd had one more night, you know, with our water temperature, you know, thirty nine to forty, it would have it would have probably stunned or killed a few fish. But uh, we got real yeah. lucky. I was so glad to get that call yesterday from my buddy that helped uh, help bathing because the area that we. There was one area in Bath, and we hadn't seen any fish, and we were kind of concerned. You know, it just hadn't popped like it should. And the guy says, well, I'm going to go check it out over there in a certain area. And he found a boy. I said, okay, that things are back to normal. Cause, <laughs> you know, the pattern had shipped back kind of when you were here and earlier in the fall. We right. lost a lot of fish through the, through the land cut going into Mansfield. Evidently, all that stuff readjusted because we got our numbers of fish back. We have yeah. some dead water, but the areas that are supposed to have fish are having fish now, and good, right. solid fish, and they're very healthy. All these fish are super fat. There's no cars on them they're just as good as they good as they can be oh that's good to hear man well i'm happy for you i'm jealous too (laughs) well you know nick i'm hoping that things will come together for you guys up there and i'm worried about all that rain you got coming down you still got a lot of water coming in here oh it hadn't even hit yet i mean and it's already getting messed up big time we got you know our rivers hadn't even crested yet so were your fish going to deeper channels and stuff to get away from the fresh water? What happens there? Is well, it, you know, they, they'll just stay ahead of it. You know, they'll go down deep, get under it, but, you know, they just they just let it push them, you know, toward the salt and the fresh meats, and it, it'll it take a couple of weeks. It, uh, I'm wanting to go this week, but I know what's going to happen. I know the inevitable. It, uh, I might be wasting my time. But, uh, well. It's so good that James found some fish, but I think that, uh, and then I guess you'll really know in the spring when things kind of adjust them. Well, and that's, you know, this may be a blessing. Maybe it happened early enough 
that uh, we'll recover by, you know, our March and April fishing. We'll get be getting good salinity rates back, and uh, the fish are, uh, they'll be where they're supposed to be. So, Yeah, that's good. And you're, you got the fishing show going, the boat show. How's that going, Mickey? Is it a lot of people? Uh, I hadn't been. Uh, the, the boat okay. show's going on now. The fishing show will be in a couple of weeks. Okay, it's the boat show. I've been hearing people talk about something. It's the boat show. Yeah, it's the boat and auto show. It's auto and boat combined now. That's why they do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm now. sure the prices went down too, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid what a boat costs, isn't it? It it is. It just uh it's out of my price range now. Oh man. You know what gets me, Mickey? I you know, it was just a few years ago, about thirty years ago, I was buying a twenty one foot boat with a two hundred horse shop for twelve thousand dollars. And that wasn't a very good that was just a you know Getting maybe ten percent discount because of the guide, you know, because yeah. that same boat is hundred grand now. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Inflation's <laughs> gone up a lot, but not that much. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, know it. I guess I know it, the price of labor and materials. I mean, they <laughs> they don't have to sell, but a few of them to make a good living. <laughs> I guess so, buddy. But it's sure sure something. It really has changed, man. It has. Okay. I remember my first guide rig drive out, tax titling license, trailer motor. I mean, the whole rig, 4800 bucks. <laughs> you can't even buy a trailer for that now. That's just wrong. People spend that for dinner now. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the high rollers do. That's just one night out on the town right there. Yeah, it's nuts, man, with the price of stuff. But, man, it's gonna, I tell you what, February is going to be the, the true tester. February, man, I just cannot wait. God almighty, it ought to be good. Mm-mm. It's good enough now. I just think February they're going to get a little more weight on them, you know, and the and the really big fish are going to show up. So I'm really looking forward to that. I am like too because uh, I got to get with you, Blaine. Blaine and I and one of his buddies want to make a trip down there, and I think John oh, okay. and, and Raphael want to do another one too. So I'll, oh, please uh, come in, man. Come on, especially the spring making that springtime fishing here. I mean, that's one thing that I haven't had you in on yet is the spring, the the true time when the pattern when that pattern lock when it locks into a certain pattern you know about mid-april when it's the same every day when i'm on them and right. they're in the same place it's just katie bar the door on top water and twitch base like meridines and you know stuff that sub uh, subsurface baits they just smoke them in top waters and you just got you numbers corkies at this fish at these fish are you in too much grass so much grass so yeah. much grass i got man. you i understand the, the ducks have pulled in there and it's just raft so we have, you know i want to throw i try to throw a a soft iron and uh, get a couple hits. And the only way Jeff was catch him on a Meridine, he would, we'd get an area with no grass. He'd put that thing on that would smoke it. But then it would grass up, and then, you know, you have to go back to a soft plastic. And it was, we were just throwing a hook with the plastic and, and pin, pinning the hook back in the plastic. You know? I remember in Rockport, I grassed up real bad with a top water. It looked like I had a head of lettuce hanging off the back of that yeah. ghost. And I just started reading it in and caught an eight-pound trout. He swallowed lettuce and all. He took it all, man. That's I was cool. mad. I held my rod up, and I'm just cranking that top water and all ticked off because I grassed up, man, because I got a huge blow-up before that. And, uh, hey, I'm just cranking back to hurry up and get that grass off so I can throw it back in that same spot, and he smoked it. He had all that grass in his mouth and two treble hooks. Uh, that's cool stuff, man. I yeah, love it. It is. I love trout. They're just when they, when they want to eat, they're going to eat it. I don't, you know, it's nuts. That's it. Yeah. And in other days, you can't get them to take nothing. That's just the way it is, buddy. All right, Cliff. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about getting down and getting in on some of this good fishing this spring, how they get hold of you, brother? 
All right, all right, Mickey. Mary code three six one nine four nine zero seven zero seven. Hey, thanks all for right. having me on, Mickey. Appreciate hey, it. Buddy. It's always a pleasure, man. You made my day. We'll see you, man. <laughs> Love it, thanks. Making me want to move to Corpus. See you, man. Oh. <laughs> Later. <laughs> all right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. They have them on display there in the stores, all their different size bottles, and plus, they got all their regulators, diffusers. You can have them refilled right there at the store. And if you need more info, you can call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And check out all their wild-caught guff shrimp. No farm-raised, you know, any of that at Boyd's. It's all wild-caught guff and bay shrimp. They're big U10s, 912s, 1518s. They've got them in good pricing, great availability. Check them out at boydsonestop.com, or you can call them at 409 409- Nine four five four thousand and one, and when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show all right it is 641 here in the bayou city all right let's head down to south texas and uh we're gonna go from slow ride to fast ride with captain blaine fryer mood deep <laughs> south texas what's up man hello everybody how are you oh, <laughs> i'm bumping around on the ranch just put out a few deer hunters we got uh 57 degrees Partly cloudy. The moon is very, very bright right now. It's our third and full moon. It's a wolf moon. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of wolves, I just saw about five coyotes running right in front of my truck. They're out moving around good this morning. Well, it's uh, mating season for coyotes and, and wolves and things like that this time of year. Well, and that's funny you say that. The badgers are very active right now, too. we got lots of badgers moving around right now. It's pretty crazy. Yep. You know, I saw a badger uh, on one of my hunts down there with you this year. You don't see very many of them during the day like that. And no. He just walked across Sendera, man. They're a nocturnal animal, but, man, they've been moving around good. And they're digging holes everywhere in all these roads. Boy, it's funny it's, how badgers dig holes in these caliche roads. That's well, that's how I twisted a, uh, my bad knee that time down there. When we were tracking a deer, I stepped in a badger hole, and, boy, that, that hurt. <laughs> Lucky you didn't break it. Yeah, no joke. Well, we're busy this weekend. We've got a few doe hunters, but we've got a bunch of quail hunters. And normally, the way this year is going, you have all these people book these trips, and when they show up, they got about half as many people. Well, on this one, we got actually more people than what they said they're going to have, which is a good thing. Well, that's a good thing. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. it hasn't happened much. You know that uh, big group that was supposed to be there when I was there kind of shrunk. It kind of shrunk oh, in half. Yep, yep. That's the sign of the times. People are just not... Turning loose of their money right now, especially no, for fun not. things. You know, that's that's they uh, delete the things that they don't have to have right now. Everybody's tightening their belts. Yeah, but no doubt. I have faith it's going to get better, though, Mickey. I think he's going to get better. One more year. 
<laughs> yeah, I hope. We'll see. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. We'll see. Well, you know, this is the the roller coaster ride that you and I chose for being a hunting and fishing guide. You know, it's exactly it's, uh, the economy decides on what you do. But we're we're having a good time. It's uh, I, 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 I witnessed that the other night. I saw videos and everything the other night. So y'all had a, uh, heck of a celebra- celebration going on there, bud. Well, these guys have been working real hard all all winter long, and and we finally had a two or three day break, and I didn't make them go do anything. You know, I no feeders to fill up, no quail roads to feed, and nothing needed to be repaired. So they just kind of took a boys' night night out, and. Uh, just sat on the front porch and listened to some, some rock and roll. Well, tell old medicine man and JP they need to go to the Fred Astaire School of Dance. <laughs> I saw that video. They're not very good dancers. It's funny. Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm telling you, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I well, wish I'd have been there. That's a lot of fun, man. That's a good group of guys you got there. We have some good times. Well, you know, most of the time we're listening to country and western on that front porch. We went went back to our roots to listen to the Moody Blues and Cat Stevens and, I mean, old stuff. Well, we were going way back. There you go. Well, that's what good we're doing today on the show. I know. That's some good stuff y'all are putting Jake's out. Jake's got us rocking and rolling this morning. Good stuff. But that freeze knocked a hole in this South Texas, Mickey. We have nothing green left. And now... Now is the time I have to really go to work and feed the birds and feed the deer because now there's nothing left for them to eat. Well, I saw, uh, I was seeing some videos of the border, you know, all that crisis going on, and all the grass in the background is just brown everywhere. It it went, and that was just in a three-day period, it went from green to brown. Yeah, isn't that something? It it shocked these animals and birds. They didn't know what to do. We lost a lot of doves, and now, just yesterday, they're starting to come back. I guess they... They flew. They flew the coast. Didn't have nothing to eat, so they're coming right back up here. I don't know. Well, they're safe now because dove season is over. That's it. That's it. But we, uh, the quail moved really good yesterday. The all these quail hunters got here, but they weren't going to hunt yesterday afternoon, so they just kind of rode around on some of the ranches, and they were just foaming at the bit. They didn't take any guns with them. There was quail moving everywhere yesterday afternoon. Man. They came out. Came out of the woodwork. You know how they do sometimes. Those are the right. the craziest little bird that we chase. If it's cloudy and windy, you'll never see a quail, ever, none. And the dogs don't smell them. And then, on like yesterday afternoon, dead calm and sunny, and it was wet. And, boy, those quail, just, they were out on the roads pecking around everywhere. Everywhere you went was just big cubbies of quail. Wow. It's unbelievable. Yep. But this is the time you're all the big boy quail hunters from all over the United States come down here to Hebronville because there's no snakes and it's cold and the dogs work good and all of the above. And so it's a busy place down here in Hebronville right now. That airport, you know, can can take a, a big jet landing in it. And so there's 30 big jets in our airport right now, the little county airport. Well, big boy jets. That's what quail hunters from- show up in. Deer hunters show up in three-quarter ton and one-ton trucks and quail hunters show up and jets Lear jets yeah <clears throat> then in this town right now there's probably and not exaggerating 40 to 50 quail trucks every day in hebronville right now right and uh, they, all, they all come in for lunch and eat and then go back out in the field and we saw a truck yesterday he had 500 chuckers in his truck because whatever <laughs> ranch they're on didn't doesn't have any quail so they're just buying birds and putting them out and 
Five hundred <laughs> chuckers. Boy, what it does that a, cost for chuckers? I don't know. It's that's got to be ten dollars. Ten, At least ten, ten dollars a piece. piece. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, when these guys have all these quail hunts booked and they don't have any quail, then they gotta they gotta go to the alternate plan. So, and anyways, it's Remember, fun down uh, here. Years ago, when man, you were young. We were all young, and you had the old minister of Kuwait duck hunting with you, and they made yep. you buy all those mallards to turn loose behind the blinds. Barn so yard, barnyard mallards, yeah, yeah, yep. barnyard mallards. They wouldn't even fly hardly. <laughs> yeah, they had they they all had uh, bands on them, and they were you know, and they were just pin raised pin raised ducks, and uh. You know, once we got them out there and we turned them loose in the pond, they're just swimming around the decoys and they were just quacking away. And that, that old minister of Kuwait said, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> he he didn't want to shoot them. So, anyway, it was pretty funny, though. Yeah. let them. Well, they're live decoys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was probably illegal back then, too. Probably illegal. I mean, anyway. Hey, <laughs> anything you do nowadays is illegal. <laughs> Those ducks stayed around in that pond for a week. They were, those barnyard balance were weighed about 10 pounds. They were about three times the size <laughs> of a <laughs> Miniature turkeys. <laughs> but we missed the rut. We, we had a little bit of rut when the young does came in, Mickey, and we, we had some pretty good shooting going on on big deer. But right now, all the big old does are coming into heat, and these big bucks are just everywhere. Oh, oh my. boy. We missed it again. You know, if we were MLD, you know, which is, uh, you know, state manages your property, we could keep on, we'd be hunting them right now, but we're not, we're just regular, normal, you know, whatever right. the state dates are is what we get anyway, but there, uh, we missed the rut again. And that's, that's, that's happened three or four times now in the past 10 years. It's just, uh, we've missed the major part of the rut. It's crazy. It's well, you got further Sam south and Keeler and Heather down there. Have they dropped any does yet? Yeah, yeah, Sam got one last night, and they're they're just being selective, picking on the, the the biggest and the oldest does they can find. And these people this time of year also they're trying to varmint hunt, which is really good for us, trying to shoot coyotes and bobcats and, right. and hogs especially. So that's it's just a fun time of year, and we get all the kids down here, dads with kids for, on this doe and spike season. And uh, we're uh, we got one week left after this. Anybody killed a big spike week. yet? No, Sam saw a big one yesterday, but he wants to uh, get a better look at it because he thought it might have had a little forks down there. He said it really looked like a, at least a three-year-old spike. I said, well, that's the ones we want. We yeah. don't want to shoot the baby spikes. Yeah, because they may turn into something. You never know with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to let them go. But when you get a three-year-old deer that's only spikes, usually that's that's not a good genetically made deer. So. Anybody shot any nubbin bucks by accident yet? a couple of times this year cost yeah. them dearly yeah we when, when these people don't have good binoculars or good scopes and they start shooting does they got to be careful so they don't shoot a little baby buck because right. five years from now that baby buck is what i make my money off of so we uh right when they do it it costs them so yep. that's it, people people are a lot more careful these days when before they just start banging away at does mm -hmm. make sure make sure it's not a baby well but no rattlesnakes. Hadn't seen any. It's been too cold. They're back, they're in their den. They're they're staying put for a while. But you know, yesterday it got eighty three down here. So we should have seen some. Yesterday. we didn't. Yeah, it got hot. It was eighty seven down just below us. One of the quail hunters was hunting down there on a ranch towards Mansfield down there. He said it got hot. 
Well, we got some more rain uh, yesterday evening and last night, you know, ahead of this yeah. front. How much, you know, it doesn't matter anymore how much you got. We already got too much. We're over. Yeah. We're done. It, uh, Our Galveston Bay complex, especially up where we live, we're done. We're done for months. Yeah, it's going to hurt us. going to hurt us big time. You know, and my phone was just starting to ring, Mickey, for spring breakers. You know, the dads want right. to take the kids. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to just say, hey, probably not going to happen. We might be able to get on some some drum or some sheepheads or something like that and some redfish, but I don't know if we're going to do any trout or not. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Yeah, it's going to take a while for this to get in and get out. And, I mean, we, we haven't even got to the spring rain season yet. You never know. No, that. No. I mean, well, this may just be a start of it. Hey, I came home, what day was it, Monday or so, and that's when it started to rain real hard, and the rivers were okay, you know, coming up but not flooded, and Lake Texana right there on 59, it was still normal still pool. Low. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been low day, all year. At one day, I turned around and came back to the ranch, and it was everything was way above flood, over, you know, over. Wow. Every river, something. every creek, every river from Houston all the way past Victoria was just full up, all the fields. And we didn't get as much down here, but I'm from a Victoria to Louisiana, we got it. Yeah, that's where those uh, bands were swinging in and, and really, you know, raking to the northeast through everybody. And uh, we had some, well, I talked to some people, 14, 15-inch totals above us. You know, that's all that water's well, coming this way. That's not good. Did any of the other uh, lakes or rivers come up that are kind of north, further north? Well, Rayburn's the only one that didn't because they're keeping it down because they're repairing the dam. But uh, oh. Conroe, okay. uh, when I went on air this morning, it was about two and a half feet above pool still. Uh -oh. They've been draining it, and they're going to open the lake back up this morning. They've had it closed. Lake Houston's are still real high. Wow. And, uh, I think yesterday morning it was three feet or better above pool, so. A lot of what water coming. Some, what about some of the lakes over towards Austin and that way? Did any of them come up at all? Man, I hadn't looked. I, don't, I just really didn't know if it affect us. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. But I was just wondering, there, just for their sake, they need. I know Charlie's River's running. Colorado's getting after it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still going. We're going to go for another month, and then we're going to do some varmint and hog hunts in, in March and April. So if anybody wants to do that, we're going to have plenty of that going on. But the quail look real good they're real healthy and big cubbies so we're gonna try to finish that on up here through the end of february so yeah that runs till the end of the month right february the last sunday in february right and those season till next sunday i had a few people call from your show and we're trying to get in and I had to tell them that because we filled up the lodge this weekend with quail hunters we couldn't put hardly any doe hunters here but starting sunday from sunday on through next sunday we're wide open well, that's good to hear. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, if somebody Appreciate wants to call it. you, oh, you bet, man. Somebody wants to call you about uh, getting in on it, get them, get them some dough meat, how they get a hold of you, bud. Call me at 713-703-6656. We'll be right here. All right, Blaine. Good talking to you, man. Y'all be safe out there. Shoot them up. All right, man. Later. All right. That's Captain Blaine Firemood down in deep south Texas, Jim Hogg County. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. But guess what? We're going to be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.